$80 billion a year is spent in America on lottery tickets. Nobody spends anything on friends. That's more money than Starbucks, Burger King, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Why do I learn a skill? Why do I promote myself? People spend almost nothing to promote themselves. My PhD daddy says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And your rich dad used to say what instead of I can't afford it? How can I afford it? 24 hours in the day where you're alone in this brain. At 13 years old, I had a, um, <laughs> I had a kill list. Street and Smith basketball rankings. And I was nowhere to be found. So I was like 57 on the list. And so I will look at 56, 55, all the way up to number one, who these players are. So when we go on an AAU travel circuit, hunt them down and knock them down. How can I do that? What would it take, or why should I do that? Your brain is the only thing you have when you're going through depression, hard times, you're going through death, real life shit. While everybody else is, you know, partying it up Saturday, you know, whether they won or lost, you know, they're all having a good time eating pizza, doing this. I'm thinking about how I'm gonna get better. A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. See, when you say I can't afford it, your mind shuts down and you become what you say. Don't toot your own horn, uh, be seen and not heard, don't show off. Don't be a braggart. Don't talk about yourself. Don't get so much attention. We're told this as little kids. Fly under the radar. If you, if you get too big, you're going to get attacked. Nobody's telling us, get so big that no attack can bother you. I realize if I keep going back and going back and going back until the sh just becomes, your mind will say, okay, we're going to figure it out. It'll find a way. Because he is not going to stop. It was just about money. It's like this money just sits here. What is it? It's just pieces of paper. Somebody decided on the colors, the values. Somebody put a little stamp on it. A lot of work went into like make, making me believe this is somehow valuable. And, and today I just know that like, man, until this starts moving around, it, it's not valuable. People are way more valuable. Right. And, yes, it, and yet it tricks most of the masses it, into thinking. It tricked me for years. Right. They got to hold it in the account and it's a security and let's yeah. worry about the rainy day. And yeah, yeah, it kind of exactly. keeps this whole class of population down. Yeah, yeah, save the money, save the pennies. You know, now I'm like, I don't want to save it. I want to use it. Right. You know, so like if you ask me today, hey, would you, would you rather have a billion dollars, one billion dollars, you have 30 seconds to make a decision, or one billion friends, which would you take? He said, nobody in his history of coaching had your level of work ethic. I mean, you hear so many, William, so many guys tell stories about your work ethic. Yeah. What was really your work ethic like, and for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean, I mean, every day. I mean, since you know, 20 years. I mean, it was an everyday process and trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability. Man, my vertical was a 40. It wasn't a 46 or a 40, mm -hmm. 45. Um, my hands are big, but they're not massive, right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. 
And, uh, but I enjoyed it though. So like from the time I was, I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game mm. and it just never changed. Technical question here. Let's sure. see how you can answer this. Who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time by For sure. He, he'd be the first to tell you that. For sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force like I have never seen. I mean, it was crazy. You know, a guy at that size, generally guys at that size are a little timid and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah. I wish he was in the gym. I would have had 12 rings. He had the work ethic. My God, yeah. We ain't be close. And anyone that ever read a Flex magazine, especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Joe Weider was always there. Always there. Well, as he got older, he's no longer with us as of today, but that was the last photo shoot that he would have with all of the athletes. And it was the first time since those days of Arnold that Flex magazine athletes Muscular Development Athletes, which was a rival magazine, still is, all came together. So it would almost be like DC and Marvel coming together for Stan Lee and having a wow. photo shoot. So that's kind of like yeah. what it was. Um, I was there two hours before the photo shoot. Reporters come in, they're like, why, why are you here? I'm training legs. Now I just lost 26 pounds, competed this and that and the other. And I'm talking about 26 pounds in one day and competed. While everybody else is, you know, partying it up Saturday, you know, whether they won or lost, you know, they're all having a good time, eating pizza, doing this. I'm thinking about how I'm gonna get better. I said, you know what, I'm gonna get my ass up. I'm gonna go to the gym. And I go to the gym, reporters are like, why are you here? And why are you training legs of all things? You're depleted, you're this. And I said, I got fifth last night. They're like, yeah, but you, you know, you got sick. You know, it happens. This, you know, you got fifth in the world. It's not that bad. You're the youngest pro on the circuit. I said, you know what, that's cool that you say that, but I, I, I don't, I'm very stubborn and I want to train so hard that I'm trying to make a compelling argument with God in the universe that even if he says no, he's going to be like, well, I got to give it to him because he's just too damn stubborn. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Every day, suffering, being broken, duct taping my feet up, stress fractures, shin splints, being broken. This is my new norm. And your mind says, if we're not broken, this ain't normal. We gotta be broken. So then your mind starts to get tougher and tougher and more callous. People go, how, how did you run on broken feet? Broken, broken shins. My mind knew this is how we operate. We're in, we're in Navy SEAL training. This is what we are. I became hell. And that became my new norm. I gave myself no way out. There was nothing outside these walls of hell. Nothing. I became, I love God, but for a short period of time, I became the devil because that was hell. I became, I became the boss, the owner, the CEO of Navy SEAL training. That was my mindset. And that's how you get through things. You put yourself, you immerse yourself wherever it is, and you become that.